meteorological summer has arrived. arrived. And it's time for the Weather Jazz Podcast Science Camp. Grab your swim gear and let's dive in. No textbooks needed. Oh yeah, everybody, it's the month of June. We have officially entered meteorological summer. Welcome to summer, everybody, and welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science, astronomy, and even off-topic episodes every once in a while, usually on Open Line Friday. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio, and this is episode number 198. Wow, we're getting up there. For Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021, and I wish to thank all of you that listen to Weather Jazz now in season two, over 42,000 downloads and listens. That's simply awesome. Well, we are officially, at least meteorologically, okay in the months of summer. As I frequently have mentioned, not only on television, not only on radio, but here too, that we have entered into the summer season. Now, I know astronomically that hasn't been the case yet. That's soon to be in this year. Uh, It is June the 20th, not the 21st. More on that in just a second. But uh, meteorologically, it just makes a whole lot more sense for meteorologists to parse it this way. Why? Because it's just a whole lot easier to compare apples to apples when it comes to taking a look at all of the meteorological data. You see, in astronomy, The summer solstice can occur on the 20th, the 21st, sometimes the 22nd. Same thing for the winter solstice as well as the equinoxes. It's not exact. It doesn't follow a calendar per se. It follows essentially where the orbit is and where the sun is in relation to the Earth's axis. So that moves around a little bit, but of course, the calendar is pretty steady, and as a result, we use the calendar. So from June 1st until the very last day of August, it is meteorological summer. Well, let's talk about astronomical summer. That is the point at which the sun is the highest in the sky apparent to the Earth's position or tilt. And we'll get into that tilt here, too, in just a second. This year, the summer solstice is not on June the 21st. It averages pretty close to June the 21st. But this year, it's on June the 20th. And it occurs at 11.31 p.m. Eastern Time. So those of you uh, that uh, officially want to welcome in astronomical summer, get your party hats ready for 11.31 p.m. on a Sunday night. June the 20th. So why is summer and winter significant aside from the fact that our seasons change? It's hot in the summer, it's cold in the winter, and of course it's everything in between in the transitory period. And that is the 
solar angle, the angle or the apparent angle of the sun in the northern hemisphere. And that is the essential reason behind the seasons. The higher the angle, the apparent angle, because of the tilt of the earth, which is 23 and a half degrees, then the more direct impact that sun has on warming things up in the northern hemisphere. That's why we have our seasons. And when the angle is very low, that would be in the southern hemisphere, summer, northern hemisphere, winter, uh, the low angle really has a much smaller impact in warming things up, and thus the air can get a whole lot colder. So there you have a reason for the seasons in a nutshell. But the impacts go well beyond the fact that it has a direct impact on the temperature in the northern and southern hemispheres. When we come back, we'll check out some of these impacts, and it is a direct one. It is something that is readily observable, and you will see that, too, coming up in just a little bit. My guess is you can figure that out, but we'll have that right after this quick break. Okay, we're back and we're here to discuss another observable piece of evidence that we are experiencing an aspect of the tilt of our Earth. As mentioned, 23 and a half degrees, and it is the North Pole that is actually tilted towards the sun right now. The result is a much higher solar angle, but that has a direct implication on something very evident in our skies, and that would be sunrise and sunset times. You see, with that tilt at 23 and a half degrees toward the sun, the North Pole being tilted towards the sun, anybody inside of that 23 and a half degree circle, better known as the Arctic Circle, never sees the sun set, uh, so long as, of course, the skies are clear and you can see the sun observable through the day. But we still have some implications even in the northern United States in terms of sunrise and sunset times. You see, the farther north you are in the USA, the continental United States, I'm talking about the lower 48, the more discernible that change is. All right, let's go ahead and break it down. I'm going to give you some numbers, and these numbers will be available on my show notes at weatherjazz.com, episode number 198. We're going to go to Caribou, Maine. And in fact, I want you to go to my show notes because there you will see a photo that was taken this morning from the National Weather Service at Caribou, Maine. That's one of the farthest uh, north in the eastern U.S. that you can go and the farthest east in the time zone that you can go, which is also equally important in this case. But you're going to see a photo that was snapped this morning at 3.10 a.m. Dawn is breaking in Caribou at 3.10 And it's not even the earliest that dawn will break, although it's very, very, very close. So in Caribou, Maine right now, dawn breaks at 310. Sunrise on June the 2nd today is at 440 a.m. 
But at its earliest, on June the 20th, the day that uh, we see as astronomical summer arriving, the sun rises at 4.37 a.m., so it's a little bit earlier. Now, the length of day is also interesting here. The length of day, in other words, the length of time, if it was totally clear, that you'd see the sun from sunrise to sunset is on June 2nd today in Caribou, Maine. 15 hours, 39 minutes, 8 seconds. What's important here is the hours. 15 hours, okay? And the length of day on the longest day of the year, we still have some room to grow in Caribou, Maine. It's 13 minutes and 25 seconds. So that on June the 20th, in Caribou, Maine, the length of day is 15 hours, 52 minutes, 33 seconds. That's almost 16 hours of daylight. Okay, is there such a big difference really anywhere in the U.S.? Oh, you bet there is. So let's go from Caribou, Maine now and drop down to Key West, Florida, the southernmost point of the U.S.A., the length of day right now on June the 2nd is 13 hours, 34 minutes, and 24 seconds. And the, the difference is over two hours between Caribou, Maine, and Key West, Florida. Now, granted, Key West, Florida uh, is uh, probably going to see a much more stable, very summer-like and humid temperature compared to Maine, northern Maine, which can be very cold even uh, on any June day, or it can be very warm on any June day. So you have a bit more of a roulette wheel or, or crapshoot chance of seeing all kinds of crazy weather in the northern part of the continental United States compared to someplace that's surrounded by ocean water and far, far to the south, Key West, Florida. Oh, by the way, sunrise time in Key West, Florida this morning was at 6.38, and the earliest is 6.38, so it holds pretty steady right now. 6.38 compared to a sunrise time of 4.30 in Caribou, Maine. So there's just a whole lot more daylight in the northern part of the U.S. So those of you that think, ah, boy, I wish I lived yeah, south of the Mason-Dixon line. Well, you won't get as much daylight as you would in some of the northern places like Caribou, Maine, like uh, places like Houghton, Michigan, which is up in the Upper Peninsula, or International Falls, Minnesota, or someplace maybe like Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, which is pretty far north, almost near the Canadian border in the chimney of Idaho. So there you have it. But one more bit of reference. Let's go to our 49th state, Alaska. And let's take Fairbanks, Alaska as a good central point because it's not quite in the Arctic Circle, but it's pretty darn close. So on June the 20th, which is the longest day of the year, it's also the summer solstice, the point at which the sun is highest in the sky in the apparent trajectory in the northern hemisphere on june the 20th fairbanks alaska has a sunrise time of 2:57 a.m how about that and the sun sets that night 
actually the following night, June 21st, at 12.47 a.m. in the morning. That's almost 22 hours of daylight if it was totally clear, and it never really gets dark in Anchorage because the sun just dips just below the horizon in the northern uh, horizon or on the northern horizon and then lifts back up north-northeast, sets north-northwest, and it rises north-northeast with only a little bit of time spent just below the horizon. So it kind of looks like uh, a very bright uh, dawn or twilight during that very, very short period. So, yeah, they do have to have blackout curtains up there in Fairbanks, even in Anchorage. But if you go to Uktiavik, uh, which used to be known as Barrow, Alaska, at Barrow or Point Barrow, Alaska, the sun, if it were totally clear, would be up all day, 24 hours a day, would never really go below the horizon, which is kind of interesting because I do remember periodically seeing the National Weather Service forecast uh, issued out of the North Slope area, out of Barrow, Alaska, forecasting uh, partly sunny skies, or tonight, mostly sunny, which is really odd, kind of strange. But up there, yeah, you would see mostly sunny skies even at night because the, the sun is up 24 hours a day uh, for a spell along the North Slope. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed today's interesting solar episode of this first Weather Jazz podcast in the month of June. And if you think this would be interesting for somebody that you know who is interested in those kinds of things, pass this along, would you? Just tell them to go to weatherjazz.com, or if they have a podcast app or aggregator, tell them to make sure to search for Weather Jazz, one word, and you will find me on every single podcast app that is out there. Special thanks to those of you that continue to support Weather Jazz. In Ohio, Dale Osborne, Will and Tanya Kraus, Christine Barnes, Rose Moore. In Vermont, Victoria Singer. In Tennessee, Andrea Rich. And in Florida, Bill Martin. And I'd love to add your name to that list and add your state, especially if it's not mentioned here yet. You could be the first one. It is super easy to become a supporter, and you're going to find the links at the bottom of every episode in my show notes at weatherjazz.com. And you can partner at any one of three levels. The lowest is just 99 cents a month. And if you don't think that helps, it does. In fact, it gives me added incentive to make sure that I give the very best back out to you via this podcast. If you have a question or topic suggestion, I welcome your input. You can contact me via email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. But my preferred way is via the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. It's 234-525-5888. Again, that's 234-525-5888. Now, I mentioned on Monday that I would have kind of a special open line Friday. Unless something else comes up, I am going to be sharing with you from my book, The Extra Mile, a story about my Uncle Arthur and a barometer, a barometer which to this day hangs on my very wall, not because of a reason you may think, although it should have been, 
I'll leave that story right there as a good teaser. You're going to want to come back for this. I will actually be reading from my book that excerpt on my Uncle Arthur and of that barometer, which hangs to my right right here in my new studio here, and it's a developing studio. Uh, It's kind of sort of working at this point in time. It's not quite yet done when it's done. Uh, Perhaps we're going to start doing some videos from here live that I'll post on weatherjazz.com. But for the time being, it is a working studio, but it's a work in progress. I'll try to post some pictures here pretty soon uh, on weatherjazz.com. But uh, that's essentially the tease about the barometer that hangs on the wall now in the studio. It used to be in the basement, but uh, I had to find a better place for it. And I think I found the right spot. Maybe, just maybe, on Friday, I am going to post a photo of that barometer in my studio Uh, on Weather Jazz uh, episode number 199, which is going to be Friday. Can you believe that? Almost 200 episodes in season two and counting. This is great stuff. Well, have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the rain. We need it. And uh, so we have a couple of days of rain before we see a weather pattern shift to a sunny and summery period as we get ready to head into the weekend. We'll see you Friday, everybody, right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe.